Hi, everyone. This is Carolyn from Second Serve. Who is excited about the French Open? The biggest names in tennis are coming to Paris, and you can watch every court live on Tennis Channel Plus. You can watch it on your phone or smart TV live in HD. So you can watch it at work or while you're waiting in your kid's carpool line. Live coverage begins Monday, May 20th. You can be there when it happens with Tennis Channel Plus. Hi, this is Carolyn, and I'm here with Erin, and this is part three of our episode with Michelle. Michelle is a playtester for Tennis Warehouse and also the host of the Talk Tennis podcast. We've learned so much from Michelle, so we hope you go back and listen to part one and part two, but here is part three. Michelle, why don't you use a dampener? I saw that on your profile that you don't use one. Can you tell us why? This is a highly debated topic. Ooh, yeah, I think we have, yes. I think we actually have a podcast um, on it, and it's like pro-con, controversy controversy of the year, damp versus no damp. Interesting. I am on team no damp. Yes, correct. Did you guys both use dampeners? Mm-hmm. Okay, we might fight. We've been no, getting we've on been getting until on so now. well. We're best friends now. We can't fight. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? It's all personal preference. So dampeners literally are personal preference. Yes. Um, also, I find that sometimes a multi- needs a dampener but a poly doesn't or you might be getting a little bit more buzzy sound mm-hmm. from a multi or sin gut and a poly i don't really necessarily notice that i also tend to like no feel <laughs> on my racket on my string bed so i don't need i don't feel like i need any dampening i i feel like it's a more I don't know. I feel more connected to the ball. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, I love that. just personal preference. I don't. I don't think. I kind of wish I did because there's so many cute ones, but I don't. And I'm so into accessories. But yeah, I'll just give you guys my cute dampeners. Okay. How about yeah. That? <laughs> I, to me, it's almost like a grunt or no grunt. And I know that sounds weird, but we did an episode on that. But to me, it's like when I hit without one, the fact that I can hear my racket bothers me where it's almost like someone might be bothered or not bothered by a grunt. I'm typically not when people grunt. I don't really care. Some people are very bothered by it. But if I can hear my racket being loud, I focus more on that sound than actually just playing. So I am definitely team damp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. It's a debate. Yeah. Plus, I like all my emojis that I have on them. So yeah. Sad, yeah. You know, either my mad face or... Sometimes I have one on each side. So depending on which side I'm going to return a serve, if I'm mad or yes. not, I'll flip it to that emoji side. It's a whole thing. It's yeah. a whole thing. <laughs> I mean, I do have several on my desk, but like out of everyone in the room of my office, I have the messiest desk. That's so that's not saying much. <laughs> what strings do you normally use? And then what shoes? I want to know what you normally wear since you are the hero. <laughs> right. Yeah, let's just copy what yeah, I want to. I want to know what you wear. Um, oh goodness. I, uh, so it's funny growing up and we kind of had this chat earlier, but growing up, it was like, if you're a good player, you're only wearing like one brand head to toe. And if you're wearing Nike and Adidas, like, right. Mixing so, brands. Oh, yeah. Familiar. And then being, yeah, in college and even as a college coach, I was doing all of the ordering and it was like Nike, 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 or, you know, whatever. But coming to T-Dub, 
it's I've been allowed to mix my brands and I am loving it. <laughs> um so for strings, gosh, right now I'm playtesting so much, like from prototypes to stuff that actually is on the market. Um, but you can always guarantee that I have a racket strung with Hypergy from Slinko. It's a great poly. We see it in a lot of pro players and college players. It's that bright green string, very recognizable. Um, I love that string. Um, I also have been stringing a lot with Prince Diablo Prism, which is a poly, but it's color hybrids. Oh. So one, yeah, one is red and blue and the other is yellow and green. And like in the racket, it just looks really fun. And it's still like a really cool poly, really good control. I'm I'm always looking for control from my strings. Um, as I get older, I've been starting to test more multi-filaments that act like a poly string and polys that act like a multi, so softer, softer strings. Um, as far as footwear, gosh, I could geek out about shoes. As I said, my desk is the messiest. I'm pretty sure also I have the most amount of shoes at work. <laughs> In my closet, I'm in my car, everywhere. I love, I love matching like my shoes to something, whether it's my racket or my outfit, um, or wearing like all black and then wearing like a really bright shoe. <laughs> so I know you guys are like gel resolution diehards. We had um, an SMU, a special makeup of the women's gel resolution last summer that was like bright coral, and it was we called it like the Sherbert shoe. <laughs> I love that shoe. That's like my go-to shoe on the weekends. Like if I'm going to teach some lessons or whatnot, and like dress, I'll build an outfit around it. Um, I'm obsessed with the new Adidas Avacourt shoe. It's so cute. What else? I'm playtesting um, one of the new Nikes, the NXT, the Court Zoom NXT right now. So that one is in heavy rotation. Um, I also, I just like love shoes. So... <laughs> Michelle, you also said that you coached. Um, a lot of adult recreational players get frustrated out on the tennis court. And, and you also played growing up at a very high level. Do you have any tips for adult recreational players that maybe get frustrated out on the court? Like, for example, me. <laughs> I was going to say, Karen does it. This is for, personally for me. This is, this is Karen's therapy session right now. Well, it's funny because like Aaron's game style is me, but like Carolyn, your so, personality yeah, is yeah, me. Yeah. <laughs> so I get it. I get so frustrated. It's funny. Like sometimes I'm like scared that someone's going to release like the behind the scenes footage of me like getting mad. I'm like not at anyone else but myself, right. but I get really, I'm really hard on myself. Um, So I always try to remind what I'm going to tell you, I'm going to have to remember for myself. <laughs> It's easier. What do they say? Those who can't do teach. teach. Yes. yes, exactly. <laughs> it's always good to just kind of remind yourself where you are and what you're doing and why you're doing it. So for us, you know, we're on the tennis court, we're outside in the sun, we get to spend an hour or two or three doing what we love and just kind of like go back to, I always think that when I'm having a rough day, I have to find gratitude. So what are we thankful for? <laughs> That's very simple. Um, however, I'm also also really big on mantras and positive affirmations. And I would assume as an athlete growing up, you might have been too. So um, I do like a lot of resets on the court, whether it's go touch the back fence or go grab my towel. 
And then I have little mantras that I will say when I'm changing sides. Uh, can you and tell us what they are? Can you tell us or give us one? Yeah, I was going to say, some people would say different things <laughs> changing sides. Well, and I, right? Yeah. Um, and it's crazy. And I, I, I know, episode. like, if, yeah. yeah. Oh, actually, That's a great, yeah. it's. <laughs> It it sounds very woo woo and like I'm fine with that. I I I'm all about the spirituality. I have like mantra bands on right now that say little yeah. things. Um, I was that girl. Like even when I played that tournament, I had a wristband and I wrote a mantra mm-hmm. on it. I'm crazy, you guys. I I need no, a I psychiatric help. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. So my mom, when I was younger, I would get home, I would get out of school and she'd drive me to tennis and I would like write my affirmations. Somehow it stuck, apparently. Um, but but even just like reminders of like what you need to do on your serve or your return right before, like the triggers that will help you perform best. So this isn't even a positive affirmation. But before I serve, I'll say like up, over and in because I have a tendency to fall down. And like that reminds me to go up. And on my return, what do I say? Split turn roll. So I'm down, I split step short backswing turn and then roll the ball instead of just like blast it as hard as I can. Oh, I love that. This is what I need. This yes. this is what I'm not doing. <laughs> I need some mantras. And then yeah, mantras. Yeah. On the on the changeover, I have like this whole thing that I would say. And I it's one of those things that's like so muscle memory. Like I probably couldn't even recite it right now because I'm not in the moment, but it's such a good way of pulling yourself out of the moment and like resetting. And then starting fresh when you're you're on the other side of the court, in my opinion. I think that's so important. That's great. That's great. Yeah. I know what's missing <laughs> in my game. More things that are missing More in my things. game. Now, <laughs> and since you've played for so long, Michelle, can you tell us your most memorable moment on the court? Okay. I mentioned this on my side of the podcast. I... I was racking my brains for like this amazing story and I couldn't come up with anything. And like, it just kind of made me reflect on all of my years on the court and just like appreciating everything that tennis has brought me, whether it's, you know, meeting new friends and learning about myself, traveling to Europe, watching my mom compete, coaching players and watching them have success and win working with players and watching them on the TV have success and win. Like I, I don't have a single moment. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's okay. It's all encompassing. Tennis is just, all, yeah. yeah. It's become your life. Yeah. Well, and even like after this chat, like these kinds of chats, like really get me fired up. So like for the rest of the day, I'll be like buzzing and I'll be like, Oh my gosh, <laughs> I did this fun podcast. So like even that, I know we're not on the court right now, but I just love what tennis has to offer. We can't thank Michelle enough for being on the podcast. We've included links to Tennis Warehouse and her podcast in our show notes. If you'd like to see a picture of a Michelle, please check out our website, which is secondservepodcast.com. Thanks so much for listening and hope to see you on the court soon. Hey, Second Serve listeners, this is Erin. Carolyn and I are so excited that the second slam of the year is happening this month. The biggest names in tennis are coming to Paris 
for the French Open, and Tennis Channel Plus is the place to watch it. Tennis Channel Plus brings you courtside with three weeks of unparalleled access, and they do this with every single court live. Watch on your phone, your smart TV in HD, or like I do, on my iPad while I'm sitting at my desk working all day. I love to flip around to different matches on Tennis Channel Plus to see my favorite players in action. Don't miss your favorite tennis legends battle a new generation of talent and watch exciting new rivalries emerge on the historic clay courts of Roland Garros. If Carolyn and I can't be in Paris in person, at least we can watch all the matches on Tennis Channel Plus. Daily coverage begins on Monday, May 20th. Be there when it happens with Tennis Channel Plus. I know I will be.